Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. If you're waking up this morning and you're like, what is wrong with my phone? Okay, maybe you're seeing the SOS and can't make a phone call because you have no data, cellular uh, data there. If you are waking up with trouble, you are not alone. There are millions of reports coast to coast about a major problem with the AT&T wireless network. It is not affecting everybody. So we have heard a few people, and I just talked to Lissa over at our sister station, and she's showing me her phone. She's AT&T. She's got the bars. I've got the SOS. Don't know what's happening. But um, again, so it's not I, I, I appreciate checking in, but it's the people who can are texting. Right. If you can get on a Wi-Fi network, you can certainly text. If you do not have uh, the ability to make a call, but you're connected to your Wi-Fi network or one at work, you can turn on your Wi-Fi calling if you need to call somebody. Um, but uh, there are problems and we don't know yet what it is it would be probably helpful if the company or anybody would explain what it is that's causing problems and that certainly is causing problems for emergency uh, services as well sure and people who realize it too late like if you're leaving the house today you get in your car and you realize you're on the road and all of a sudden oh wait my phone doesn't work i don't know that i would even pick up on that right away because uh, you said you were in the car before you realized it, right? Well, I was in the car, and I, the reason I realized oh, it is I was listening live to WNEP. I listened to them in the car through my phone. You know, I stream it live from their website. And, you know, a few minutes in after 5 o'clock, it just went, it said no internet connection. I'm like, what? Because that doesn't ever happen. Yeah. Then I tried other apps. I thought maybe it was their site. Right. Nothing was working. It just kept saying, check internet, check internet. Um, and I still have the SOS. I've done the hard reset. I've reset it multiple times. There's just nothing. Have you submerged working. your phone in a bucket of ice water? <laughs> not. Please don't. I don't think that would be. If, no, it's not going to work. Uh, yeah, I'm very curious to see what's going to happen here. And just, I had written back a few minutes ago to a couple people, just trying to see if uh, uh, their text messages. Yeah. No, they didn't go through. Yeah, and you uh, texted out. me when I left the studio, and I got your text. Did you get my text back? Just now? I'm no, no, a about ago? a minute ago or so. And I said, um, but now I'm trying to text our, oh. and I'm on Wi-Fi, and I'm trying to text here at work, like the text number for listeners, yes, and it's sense. still not coming through. Yeah, you said. I said, can you, you know, can you see this now? You wrote yes, and then it says, but my phone's still SOS. 
which means apparently it'll send me texts and nobody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know what's happening, but I try to respond to a couple text messages coming in, and it appears those texts did not go through. So right. this is it's quirky it's and uh, yeah, it's it's hard to follow, and I'm not quite sure what to make of it. It's certainly uh, yeah. Somebody else goes pay your bill, haha. If only that was the problem for everybody. No, immediately when I mention this to Jason, he's like, the paranoid me would wonder if I paid my bill. Um, well, no, I said the younger me would have oh, been like, because okay. that was a constant thing. Like, did I forget to pay the bill? It right. always was yes. So right. um, anyway. Yeah, no, that wasn't the issue. But if that were the case, then there are um, hundreds of thousands, if not more people who haven't paid their bill. But uh, headline, CNN, AT&T customers report massive outage. Uh, Verizon and T-Mobile down for some as well. I don't know. Um, some Atlanta, I think they said, had some Verizon problems. Uh, New York Post headline, AT&T, T-Mobile, Verizon users hit by cell outage in U.S. Uh, another one, AT&T customers report massive outage. So again, no word on what it is that could be causing uh, these uh, big problems. But these highlight the problems that would happen, obviously, right. uh, in everyday life like today, which for most of us, we can get by, right? Because we have other ways to communicate. Um, but when you're on the road, yeah. When you're not with your loved ones and you think, what if this were to go down in a an emergency situation where you need to try to get in touch with somebody? That would be certainly yeah. a problem. And uh, and so we're just waiting to find out if there's any news on this as to what it is, what's caused this problem. There are really funny texts coming in. I mean, say, it's not a funny story necessarily. I think we think it will be okay when this gets text. <laughs> if your phone isn't working, first thing you need to do is check to make sure there's gas in it. Very funny. I like that. Um, Somebody um, else says Russia attack. Um, I love this one. Is it everyone? I have AT&T and I have perfect service. Um, if you're just checking in, I literally just said it's not everyone because a coworker here who is uh, also AT&T has yeah. no issue at all. She has the bars showing next to the Wi-Fi signal. Sure. My phone says SOS. And look, I'm not calling you out because your intentions, I'm sure, were good and you're trying to help. But when you write, is it everyone? I have AT and T, and I have a I have perfect service. Just, <laughs> it's like, kind of like bragging. Yeah, well, I can't just be like, "Hey, I have AT and T, and I have service." But making it about how perfect it is makes some people feel lesser than. I feel lesser than. <laughs> I don't have perfect. Ser- Listen, even when it's working, uh, I don't have perfect service. I wish I had perfect I, service. Like, I, I'm obviously joking about a lot here. I, I really hope this turns out to be like, oh, there was some unexpected glitch that took us offline. Um, I hope it's nothing like we're, you know, the Russia attack or hackers, because that's then we're in really scary territory. Um, we all know that's possible, yeah. but we don't, you know, it's kind of not very good, though, because some of it works and some of it doesn't. Well, confusion really will lead to chaos this is true, versus right? if we were all out. Of serve. We had, none of us had service. No, that would we, be worse. It would be People worse. Would freak out. But at least we'd know it's impossible. Yeah. Again, we've got, I have T-Mobile. I barely pay anything a month. And I have perfect service. No, you have but service. Now you're all just bragging. And others said, this never happened with landlines. I talked about that in the first hour. I was one yeah. of the last holdouts with landlines. I know there's more of you out there. My mother's one of them. Um, but yeah, I just but- couldn't justify having a landline and paying that bill every month. Because I have cellular service where I, you know, it, it works better. Sure. Unless 
there's an emergency like this. While 100% true, this never happened with landlines. Something else that didn't ever happen with landlines is no one ever called in to work to say I'm running late while on the road <laughs> with landlines. So, they, you know, they, they were very good for what they were. But Somebody says, Homer Simpson pushed the wrong button again. That's there animation, man. I don't know what's like. It's, it's <laughs> very delusional know. thinking. It's not. I don't know. Is it delusional anymore? Uh, I, I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's happening either, but let's just hope it's not like the beginning of even more craziness. Why don't you try it in? Homer Simpson perfectly pushed the wrong button. Yeah. Everything's perfect. Um, yeah, this is uncomfortable because I don't know who's. Yeah, we'd like to know. know. We'd like to know what the deal is because it's obviously affecting people. And the, and the sad part of it, I mean, we're talking and kind of joking because for most of us, we'll get by. Um, but what about someone in an emergency? Well, sure, someone yeah. who needs to call for help, whether it's fire emergency, ambulance, or, you know, uh, the police. I want to look into that to see the SOS thing I thought was for emergency calls, but if everything is down, um, that's a little different. That's more like you can't even text because you used to be able to text 911 even, but you can't. I I looked into this a while ago. So if I have this wrong, my apologies. I thought I read once where the SOS feature is if AT&T is down, they've agreed like you can use anyone's tower for emergency calls. So that's why those calls would go through in a situation like this. Um, because now it says on an Android phone. phone um, can you call nine one one in SOS mode? You'll find the yeah. settings under safety and emergency. Like they're making this more complicated. Um, on Android devices, press the power button three times quickly to contact nine one one. What about an iPhone? That's what I have here. So um, <clears throat> when you make a call with SOS, your phone automatically calls the local emergency number and shares your location. So will iPhone SOS call nine one one? Drag the emergency call slider to call emergency services. That's when you hold down the power oh, button. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's what they say it would be able to do. It's but terrifying when it? you do it. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Let's hope it all works. I'd say we should try it, but we're not going to try it because I'd rather just, I don't know. And every situation would be different. If every tower went out, I don't know that we'd have that option. So uh, we would think here uh, it would work. Uh, let's just. I just got a text from Brian. He's like, can you read me? I got your text. I got Brian's text. I don't know if you got my text back. Um, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Is that the one where you're like, can you. Uh, but my phone still has SOS. Someone says, system seems to be coming back on. My service was just restored in the last few minutes. Oh, wait, look at All of a sudden, my SOS is a uh, couple of bars. It's been restored on my phone. Really? So hopefully the good news is coming. Those of you who are out and you're back, you can let us know. But um, it would be interesting to know. Uh, what happened there. Did you, uh, I just sent you another text. Tell me if you uh, read, read, if you got it, read I it. I did just get it. I'm just going to send back here and see if you got that. Do you see what it says, though? Yeah, it says, uh, I didn't get your text. So what is it, Nancy? (laughs) (laughs) I did get it. We're working it all out here. So if you're one of those hit, perhaps you, too, will start to get it. Um, But I just got mine back as well. Someone texted us that they did just in the last few minutes. Hopefully that's the case. I'm waiting for for, uh, AT&T to release a statement going, well, look at our initials. Uh, It's a technical thing. That's Dang. AT&T, Maybe a technical, technical thing. thing. Yes. Hey, um, quickly, uh, just a story here. I teased this before the top of the hour. If you think that airline baggage fees are annoying, just wait for it. They are raising the fees. Again, American Airlines, first out of the gate. They've hiked its fee from 30 to $35 for online ticket purchases. JetBlue then followed. They upped it, its fee by $10 to $45. Per bag, so when you see sometimes these prices and you go, "Oh, that's not so bad." Add in the baggage fees, and you know I'm going to start just doing the carry-on thing anymore. 
Especially if you go to a beach, right? In Alaska, Air was like, look, uh, the increases are important because bolts to keep the doors on the planes are expensive. Yeah, it's very important. We need to raise money. <laughs> so don't judge us. Coming up, though, we will talk about this uh, turning point they're talking about in cancer treatment. Something oh, uh, yeah. uh, waited for, and uh, we'll get into that in a moment. We were talking about AT&T having a massive outage uh, today. Uh, my phone was one of those affected. And just as someone texted us to say that their service uh, just returned uh, just in the last 5, 10 minutes, um, mine did the same as well. So uh, there's something that happened this morning. We're not sure what it is. Uh, still waiting to hear what it might have been. Uh, but it does look like, at least in a few cases, it's come back. Uh, hopefully for everyone it will and uh, it's we're so used to the convenience right of a phone um, that the thought and especially if you don't have a landline that you don't have a way to call if you had to especially family I mean most right. of these phones are set up with some kind of a way to contact uh, 911 uh, but even trying to figure out how to do that if you don't already know, it just wastes time, doesn't it, trying to figure that out. All right. Um, a promising new type of cancer treatment is about to begin re reaching patients. The FDA has approved the first drug using immune cells extracted from the patient's tumor that will create a personalized cancer-killing agent. The first drug is designed to fight melanoma. But other versions are awaiting approval. Um, it's expensive. The treatment does cost hundreds of thousands of dollars. Of course, there's the issue of affordability and access. You would hope with health care coverage that that would be something. Um, but they talk about this and they talk about how uh, it, it, this is a, a major milestone because once you get that FDA approval, um, the other ones that they're looking at, could you know be able to be tracked through and uh, they say it's the beginning of a potent new weapon against far more common tumors uh, so it's not just melanoma there's others that can be done and that they've been testing and they have been for decades trying to develop treatments that would exploit your body's own immune system to seek out and destroy those uh, malignant tumors and there have been real breakthroughs in recent years. So uh, that would be really um, a good thing. So they'll be able to at least make this available to more people with a certain type of cancer. Again, we talk about a melanoma. But again, as we mentioned, it is very pricey, um, $515,000 per patient. Right. And uh, they do, you know, this is, you know, it costs a lot of money. I've heard about this uh, technology of people talking about this personalized care, uh, whether it's for cancer or other illness ailments. It is really fascinating. It is. It's like the future is now. They've been this. testing this for oh, a while know, because yeah. my um, my I, she was I, my I have mother. I have two mother in laws. <laughs> so one was a stepmother in law, very close to her. She had passed away from a glioblastoma back right. uh, ten years ago. Um, but one of the things, and she didn't get to do it. But at that time, they were going in and doing uh, the same thing, where there was an opportunity where you could have that. Uh, tumor, and they would be able to take, at least if I remember correctly at the time, uh, the cells, your own cells right. from that tumor, and it was experimental. A lot of the stuff they've been experimentally testing, in this case, they are talking about it uh, being used for melanoma. So good news, good news uh, on that front anyway. And hopefully it will be available. It's going to be very expensive, but for the people that need it, 
much needed. It always treatment. seems to be that way. It wouldn't it be nice if there was just like, hey, we had a major uh, breakthrough for blank, and we think it could save lives. And the best part about it is we take a $20 copay. Yeah. Well, you know, nice? the problem is that it costs a lot of money to study these things. I'm just saying, wouldn't it be nice? Because if you don't, if, if the companies, again, yeah. uh, if they don't make the money on it, these are publicly traded companies. They're not going to have any incentive, right, to actually do the tests. Oh, I, again, I understand it completely. I'm just saying it wouldn't. Wouldn't it be nice? It I would guess be, is the word. Yeah, it's just I. I, I we eventually get there, but at, at what at what cost? How many lives get lost that could be saved? I don't know. Well, I, I mean, but I understand it's a business, and it's it's a more it's a difficult. There's argument. a lot more to it than that. Sure, yes. sure. Five seven zero eight eight three zero zero nine eight. If uh, you were one of those affected by the AT&T problems this morning, uh, we're seeing uh, stories where some people are getting their service uh, back again. And someone goes, half your show is about phones. People are too addicted to their blank, blank phones. Well, it's more important than that. I don't think any of us are really concerned about, you know, my whole day without a phone, except for if there's an emergency. And I think we've told that, too. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. There's a story I just wanted to mention in Pennsylvania. The PA Supreme Court is saying that the PIAA is a Commonwealth entity and must abide by the right to know law. And I guess they have they unsuccessfully argued that its status as a private nonprofit corporation exempts it from the right to know law, despite its specific inclusion in it. Um, Look, they they said the right to know law applies to the PIAA. They cannot hide the records is what uh, one of the. uh, you know, uh, people that was involved in trying to get this uncovered. Um, because the state Supreme Court says the PIAA's wide control over the regulation of scholastic sports, right? What they do, they have a lot of leeway um, and they have a lot of control. Uh, they say that uh, because of that, you know, in the right to know law passed in 2008, uh, they say the PIAA is a Commonwealth entity and it must disclose its financial documents and other records, only some exceptions. Uh, the state Supreme Court said school districts statewide have given the PIAA, which includes member organizations such as the District 10 Committee, that's in Northwestern, we have a District 2 here in this area, broad authority to oversee sports involving the public schools. I would have thought this is a no-brainer, right? They are involved in uh, sports, but not just um, the public schools. There are private schools that participate as well. Um, They said uh, PIAA plays a vital role in managing an important aspect of education of middle and high school students in Pennsylvania. 
Pennsylvania, and it does so through the use of powers derivative of those attendant to school officials acting in an official capacity as authorized under the public school school uh, code. So they say, yes, the PIAA falls within the scope of the phrase Commonwealth entity. And because of that, we, the citizens of Pennsylvania, have a right to know. So (laughs) uh, despite its private not-for-profit status, PIAA has become the functional equivalent of a government regulatory agency performing the public function of controlling or affecting nearly every aspect of athletics in public schools. It's true. They have all the control all the way down to you want to go to a a playoff game now, you've got to pay. You want to cover it. Being a radio station, if we want to cover like playoff games or anything, yeah. you're paying the PIAA. You don't get to just go and do things. And I so. believe they're the ones that said you can only buy tickets for even games in your own backyard or your home field or online. <laughs> right. They need to be stopped. I yeah. don't know if they need to be stopped, but um, yeah, I mean. So basically what it does is it immediately prompted the state treasurer, Stacey Garrity, to demand the PIAA follow the right to know law by posting its contract to the Treasury's contracts e-library. They have until March 29th to comply. And they say that for the last 15 years, they have violated it by not posting a single contract. So now um, it's going to have to follow. Oh, is our producer EJ is here and in for John Lucas. Would you like to comment? You're someone who's involved in sports. I would like to comment. And I just this this point rings, I think, ever true for a lot of things when it comes to like hiding things. If you have nothing to hide. Like what? What's what are you worrying about when it comes to putting out your your business, CJ? Just deal with it. And (laughs) and I can say from my standpoint because I've been involved. I played in the PIAA. I now am doing external media sources and covering PIAA events, and and I've never seen really anything worth hiding. Well, here's here's the thing. So why are they putting? Why are they? What's the problem? They would say to you, just so you know, there's a lot of things you got to do with the right to know law. So it can go from the excuse could just be laziness, and that's a lot of paperwork, and we don't want to do it, all the way up to it's none of your business. We're a private, not for profit, which is what they were pretty much um, explaining. But now they have to. They what have will to we, because the what state Supreme Court did. What's the, what's the prediction? We can find out anything shocking out of this? Mm-hmm. Probably the amount of money that some yeah. get paid, right? You'll probably find that, and you'll probably also find the amount of money that they uh, either paid or made, or I don't even know what side of it. There's, it's controversial. As far as where state playoff games are held, uh, There are I know there are certain fields that host state playoff games including the finals which i think the finals was actually decent this year that people say you know uh why is this why is why are we still having it at this field and i feel like well because yeah they make a lot of they make a lot of decisions yeah and there's been talks amongst people in our kind of like in the group like the nerds who follow this stuff and they go well it's weird that we don't we have a field that's much nicer. What's keeping them here? Is there, are they being paid to use the field? Are they paying? Oh, we're going to find out. The it, there's a lot of yeah. things. Yeah, there's, there's a lot questions. of questions that people say, and they do have a, a huge amount of power over um, something that affects many many students' lives and their parents. So I'm I'm all for it. I'm glad to know that uh, they will uh, have to be very transparent with what they do. It was about uh, 23 hours ago that Snedeker dropped a bombshell and said, I don't know if you guys know this, but I'll be leaving. <laughs> Not and, for good. <laughs> yeah, well, he was like, he made it seem, someone else told me, they go, I heard him talking about it, and it sounded like he was having some serious procedure done. He didn't want us to know, because he was like, just so you guys know, 
I have something I need to do and take care of for myself. And I was like, and I in the end, like it has turned out to be re- remodeling at the home. Vacation and remodeling, yeah. Uh, Ali Gala's in, hey, Ali, how are you? Yeah. Hello, yeah, he's on vacation. So he's off the next couple of days. So he never takes this long off at a time. So I think he's off until next Wednesday. Yes. But I got to say, that little uh, you know T-shirt and shorts gimmick he's been running with for years is really overshadowed by your uh, classy <laughs> elegance. I don't know if you saw how Allie, you, uh, the you, fur-lined coat are you talking about? It's Allie, lovely. Allie, you blow my... I, I couldn't pull any of that off. So Thank you. Yeah. Oh, thank I hope that doesn't much. come across like sexist and weird. I would talk about Joe's clothes if they were nicer. Um. <laughs> yes, no, I, I appreciate... Yes, I appreciate the, the kind words. More, the coat that I'm wearing today is one of my favorites. Yeah, it's nice. It really is. So all of a sudden, though, it looks like our, our beautiful string of sunny days has ended. Yes, it has. But I mean, we get the return of sun this weekend. So we just, do just have to get through today, tonight, tomorrow morning, and then uh, not bad for the weekend. Colder on Saturday, but really nice on Sunday. So for today, uh, we actually have a little bit of sun right now, but clouds will move in and then those rain showers a little bit later. And then once they're here, they're pretty much here through tonight and overnight. All right. Now, tomorrow, we're seeing that it'll start off like, I guess our high is going to be in the morning. And then the temperature is just dropping as we get through the so, day. Yeah, we'll be in the upper 40s by late morning, early afternoon. But then, so 48 is my forecast high tomorrow. And then 20 tomorrow night. So much colder tomorrow night. The wind picks up tomorrow night. That's really the system pulls away. So that colder air moves in behind it. So it is pretty chilly on Saturday, kind of windy, uh, highs only near 30 on Saturday. But then we're back in the 40s on Sunday, so it doesn't last long. Uh, and then I think we're, we've got a couple of chances to hit 50 next week. I saw that, and I even saw almost a 60. I know it's a week away, but like almost yes. a 60 on Wednesday. That's why. Yeah, yeah, by Wednesday. I think my forecast high Wednesday is 58. Yeah, wow. so a couple of chances to hit 50. The chance for some showers next week, too, but it's looking like that uh, those above-average temperatures stick around pretty much all next week. So, again, and Saturday is the coldest day of, of the next several. All right. We'll have to just prepare for that. We'll talk to you next yeah. hour, okay? Sounds good. Talk to you soon. Thanks, Sally. Thank Take you. Care. There um, has, an, and I don't know, it sounds like there still may be a problem with uh, AT&T and some other internet, uh, other, uh, you know, telecom services across the country. Uh, Down Detector is the place where you can go and actually see, um, they, they have like a graph as to uh, complaints and issues and problems. And AT&T, Cricket, Verizon all had an uptick this morning. T-Mobile, like it's, it looks like it affected. Right. Um, at the same time and almost the exact same graph on many of these. And it wasn't every one of them. So you may have AT&T and it was fine. And other people had the SOS. I was one of them uh, symbol. But we still don't know what it is that caused that problem. Uh, I know mine was resolved, but um, I'm not sure we're not seeing an update other than the tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people. Uh, having a problem with their service uh, this morning. So maybe we'll get some more information on that. And if you're just waking it's up and you're an AT&T customer and it's working and you're like, what? Don't worry, you missed it. Right. All right. Um, this national story is just so crazy, right? Um, the story when the trusted source for politicians yep. in an impeachment process turns out to have been a pipeline for Russian 
intelligence, which intelligence in quotes, because it was disinformation and misinformation. Uh, A former FBI informant has told investigators the dirt he delivered to congressional Republicans on alleged financial corruption by the president, Joe Biden, came from Russian spies. Prosecutors said that Alexander Smirnov has been actively peddling new lies that could impact U.S. elections. So we're not just talking about what he said already that created, you know, the major linchpin of this impeachment. And this guy and his information was like the main part of that impeachment, which turns out to have completely collapsed because it was a lie. Uh, Anyway, this uh, he has been charged with lying to the FBI and creating false records. His testimony, a key element in the impeachment inquiry. Meanwhile, the House investigation continues. Six hour hearing yesterday. It was James Biden, the brother who's there was no uh, direct evidence that the president benefited at all uh, from uh, his dealings. Uh, But uh, didn't we have have another Republican who actually came out and said that um, they were warned. Yeah, this is uh, CNN. Uh, Caitlin uh, Collins had uh, Colorado Representative Ken Buck on, who who went on to claim that Comer and Jordan were warned, specifically warned uh, that the FBI informant who is now charged with lying, uh, that the claims couldn't be verified, and he, he addressed that. We were warned at the time that we received the uh, document uh, outlining this witness's testimony. We were warned that uh, the credibility of this statement was, was not known. And yet, uh, people, uh, my colleagues, went out and, and talked to the public about how this was credible and how it was damning and how uh, it, it proved President Biden's, uh, at the time, Vice President Biden's uh, complicity in receiving bribes. Um, It appears to absolutely be false and to really undercut the the nature of the charges. We've always been looking for a link between what Hunter Biden uh, received in terms of money and and Joe Biden's activities or Joe Biden receiving money. Uh, This clearly is not a credible link at this point. He, he went on, uh, just, you know, he went on, uh, she pushed him and said, okay, well, if you knew that this was the case, you voted for this impeachment right. inquiry. Do you, do you, she asked, you know, do you wish you didn't vote for it? No, uh, big difference between voting for an impeachment and an impeachment inquiry. The, the inquiry was uh, really required because the White House uh, declined to provide documents that were uh, uh, requested, subpoenaed. Uh, because they they said that uh, there was no formal impeachment inquiry voted on by the House. Um, At that point, I thought there is no downside to voting for an impeachment inquiry. As long as the public knows and as long as my constituents know, I don't believe that the evidence is there uh, that warrants an impeachment at this point. Mm -hmm. But uh, certainly an inquiry allows the gathering of information. Let's gather information, but let's not draw conclusions before we have all the information. So basically what he's saying is because they didn't turn over documents, which most would not be turning over documents without an impeachment inquiry. That's fine. Um, The inquiry is not scary. To me, it's not. It's a waste of time. It really is. That would be a way of wording it, yeah. A number of legal experts have now suggested that Jordan and other Republicans could even face consequences if it is found that Russian intelligence was the source of the alleged false bribery claims, because they said it justified the impeachment, especially if they were warned. Um, uh, Tristan Snell, lawyer and former assistant attorney general for New York State, claimed on X, we know that as formerly Twitter, uh, Jim Jordan, Chuck Grassley, and James Comer were either duped by Smirnov and the Kremlin, or they were in on it. Of course, that's what he's saying. Either way, he said DOJ must subpoena every single communication that Jordan, Grassley, and Comer 
Palmer had with or about Smirnov and anything related. Okay, Um, Chris Jackson, a Democrat elected election commissioner in Tennessee, posted when the Democrats take back the House. That's a win. What about an F, right? They need to censure James Comer and Jim Jordan and remove them from their committees. You know, it's this whole back and forth. But truly, if they knew that this was um, information that was questionable, if not an outright bunch of lies, why would they? move forward are they openly and actively seeking or accepting russian information to influence an election that would be something that at one time people might say that's traitorous or treasonous right to take information from another country that you know is not true to undermine u.s officials or a you know someone running I think it's different. You tell me, do you think it's different if, if they believe the information to be true and then subsequently found out, oh, this guy was lying, versus if they were told, this looks bad, and then we're told, don't trust that, don't believe it, mm-hmm. we know it's not true, and they said, we didn't hear you, and continued. It's, if you I think had it's far information worse. that was believed to have been true, an, imp- an impeachment inquiry, believed to be true, if you're warned... If you're warned, it's much different, right? It is very different. That changes everything. Because new information can always come up. You could find out something has been discredited. That's Mm -hmm. why I think you do these things. So I actually agree with him when he wouldn't change his vote. That's worth looking into. I would agree. I mean, it's a waste (laughs) of time, maybe. But still, maybe you find something. I don't know. Um, But yeah, it's a big difference. I got, a, I got a soft spot in my heart for me, love. Uh, I like him, too. Death Valley National Park got its name for a good reason. It is one of the driest places on Earth. It makes it all the more surprising. It now has its own lake in a grim spot known as Badwater Basin. <laughs> They're great at naming there, I tell you. <laughs> the temporary lake was formed by the series of atmospheric rivers that has drenched California this winter. Officials say kayaking is possible, <laughs> but you have to go soon because it won't be there long. It is expected to dry up sometime in March. So it's like, it's like a, uh, what do they call those, pop-up shops? It's a pop-up lake. It's a pop-up lake. And, uh, it's Take like, your you, kayak. You can kayak, but say goodbye to your family and friends first because it's in Death Valley. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.